0: Let's say that even the person isn't in a position to do it for 33 days. Let's say they even do it over that over 2 to 3 months, right? Where they go ahead 30 minutes a day, it's 30 minutes a day. You could so even save the tickers and do it on the weekend. That that is a great piece of advice. So you could even save the tickers and do it on the Stop weekend. Talk. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that, that's fantastic. Cause I, I do think that probably the majority of the people that watch us, they're probably not in a position to trade full time. So they are gonna have to do this in the off hours. And I think that's a really powerful piece of advice.
1: You're listening to the Steady Trade Podcast. A podcast that inspires traders to make meaningful strides and pursue their passions. Your hosts are Tim Bowen, the lead trainer at Stocks to Trade Pro, Kim Ann Curtin, the Wall Street Coach, and Steven Johnson, the up-and-coming trader who's always willing to learn. Together, we'll sit down with experts to talk about their process, the lessons
0: they've learned, and discuss how all traders can level up their trading careers. Welcome back to the Steady Trade Podcast. This is a far four part series, Stephen Johnson and myself, Kim Ann Curtin, are doing. Uh, we're doing little bites around the emotional intelligence side of trading. We've done uh, episode one was trigger happy versus gun shy. This uh, episode today is about finding and building your edge uh, from the emotional side and the technical side. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. How are you today, Stephen?
1: Fantastic. Every, 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 every new day that we do, every new episode
0: just gets better. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. All right. We're going to talk about every day, every day, day developing your, your, your edge is a good day. That's what I'm hearing. You're saying every day you develop your edge a little more.
1: Sometimes you go the wrong way. Sometimes, sometimes you, we'll, we'll talk about it, but, but what, what, what I would, what I would say is that there's something that Tim Bowen said. So every day you should constructively work towards building your edge a little yeah. more every day. Yeah, It's one thing that Tim Bowen said to us, I need to remind him. I was going to remind him on the earlier on. Um, it's he said that a lot of people in the market, they'll find a way to make money, get profitable, find a system that works, replicate it, copy it, work it, make a decent amount of money, and then they'll get bored of it, or they'll try and change it, and then they'll they'll change it, move on to something else, try and do the next thing, and then they will lose a lot again. And and that exact things just happened to me. Like I turned six hundred into sixty six thousand. One system knew exactly what I was doing. Tried to change it. Tried to tweak it. Tried to do other stuff. And then, so you can you can develop an edge in the market and repeat it. But you can also you can also slip back. And then you
0: have to realize, well, what was I doing yeah. before? Yeah. Yeah. So, so it sounds like not only is it about finding and building your edge, but it's ultimately about finding, building your edge and then being a very good steward of that edge throughout.
1: Yeah. But I mean, the most important question with that is, right. So you want to build an edge in the market, right? So, so the the context is as discussed in previous episodes, the market is extraordinarily competitive With a lot of high flyers working extremely hard, often together. So, how are you as a single person going to going to beat them? Going to beat the market? Uh, You have to develop an edge, right? Yeah. You have to develop an edge. How do you develop an edge against the world's best? (laughs) How do you develop an edge? Well, you focus on something very niche. Yes. And you and you stick to it until you're better at that niche than anybody else. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: It's the only way you can do it. Yeah. so that means and so many people be jack of all trades in the market. so mm-hmm. many people try and do it all yeah what you do is you you find out a direction that's comfortable for you long or short whichever you prefer then you find a pattern that fits your risk tolerance safety tolerance and then you find a time of day where that pattern best works for you yeah. and you just zone you just zone in On all of those things, track all of the data of that time, of those prices, of those tickers, save all of the charts, find the edge. You
0: find it through analysis. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember when we interviewed Mariana, uh, how brilliant she described how many times things would go before her pattern-wise, and she really could see that it wasn't her personality and she said, I just began to kind of, uh, she didn't use this word, but it was almost like she separated the wheat from the chaff. You know, she, she just kept honing in on what is her personality, her temperament, her comfort level. And she just stayed so true to that. I was so, I never heard anybody describe it quite like that before. I thought that was so powerful. That is how she found her edge.
1: But I mean yeah, and it, it is trade, trade what suits your personality. If if you feel if you if you love the flow of OTCs, because OTCs flow very very one direction and then the other direction, quite there's quite a wouldn't say a common presence, but there's a certain energy, there's a certain yeah. energy in the way the trades move. Yep. And in, in the way the, the the price action performs, it's got a smooth energy to it. Yeah. Where if you're trading the NASDAQ or the or the NYSE it can be quite chaotic. You can get some random pulls. Um, it can, you'll get a rip up and a dump. Um, and that it's, that's a much different kind of energy within the price action. Um, so that in itself is a, is a personality. Do you want the the calm, the easy, the predictable, something that you can see change on level two a bit ahead of time, something a bit smoother, or do you want, the chaos of the nasdaq and if you want the chaos of the nasdaq how chaotic would you like it to be would you yeah. like the 931 932 the bell goes act fast yeah You your reaction point your reaction time has better be on point because if you make a mistake by a couple of seconds that's a
0: big loss yeah or- and, and your technology i presume not just your own emotional ability to jump right in but do you have the technology to support that
1: it's like well, I mean it's most computers these days are quite fast, right? Yeah. But, but we it, just but talked
0: about mine overheating. Yeah,
1: right? yours, yours isn't good. You need to have a cool <laughs> processor and a cool head. You need yeah. both of those to trade. Yes. Um, yes. but look, it it doesn't matter. Like, I don't care what what setup works for you. I don't care. I don't care what time of day you trade. Is it 2 30? Is it 10? Is it 9 30? Is it pre-market? I don't care what markets you trade, it doesn't matter. What matters is you find one that you like and you zone in and you don't do
0: anything but it until you start turning profit. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's yeah. it. Yeah. That's How it. long do you think it would take for a new trader listening to us now? What, and of course, for the most part, everybody's going to have a different level of hours to commit to this. Some people will have part-time jobs. Some people will be taking care of children or their parents or other responsibilities. But for somebody who's able to dedicate at least part-time, they're uh, really leveling up and getting all that they need to uh, absorb. What would you say for somebody who perhaps is a part-time trader, how much, how long could they expect it to take?
1: But, but this is what really blew my mind though. I mean sometimes it takes time to get to this level but what what, what blew my mind is that it really doesn't take that much time. like mm-hmm. once once you get to a certain level of understanding what are the variables and what do they mean and you've, you've saw price action for six months. once you've got beyond that six months a year, once you're used to the market, how it runs, what volume means, what float means, how volume and flow can influence each other we did it on a previous previous yeah. podcast episode a few years back. Yeah. And um, we also did it on the Trader Checklist uh, podcast like years before that. Um, once you get that, it's really quite simple. It's, it's a case of, right, I, if I trade 9 till or 10 and I'm looking at gap bars, that's it. I'm looking at stocks that got more than 25% on a first green day. What do they do between 8 and 10 30? Like, what do they do? What do they open at? What's the high of the day? what's the highest point in the day that they reach what do they close at? what's the lowest point of the day in the reach what times do they reach the high of the day what times do they reach the low of the day what price do they open at what price do they close at? if you just yeah it takes it takes five minutes to screenshot the gap as maybe there's three or four that are above 25 percent it takes half an hour at the most a day to fill in the criteria that I've just mentioned. I'd opened at this price. Its highest point on the day was this price. Its lowest point on the day was this point. These are the times it hit those prices and it closed at this. It takes half an hour to write, say, three samples because only, say, three stocks gapped over 25% that day. You've got three samples. It takes half an hour to fill it in, 10 minutes for each one. And then it takes 30 days to have 90 to 100 samples. Mm-hmm because it's three, three samples a day, roughly. So in 30 days, you've got nearly hundred samples. So 33 days, you've got hundred samples. So it's gonna take you 33 days to have hundred samples of what, what your stock, how your stock performs. And then it's gonna take you two or three hours to look for what are the similarities? Why did these stocks all hit high of day at this time? And then that analysis might be a bit more difficult. It might be a bit harder, but you should be able to find an edge within the data. Why why are all of these stocks dying at 9.35, but all of these ones are dying more like 10 or 11 o'clock? Could it be the volume? Because the volume is the the demand. More demand means the stock pushes and sustains its push longer because there's more people wanting to buy it. When you start realizing with stocks that lo- stocks with less volume die faster, then you've got an edge. Then you've got a strategy, and then you you start working and weaning it out. Does that make sense, or is it tough? Makes no, makes a lot
0: of sense. Makes a lot that, of sense.
1: That's how you form a strategy. That's it. Yeah. It yeah. Takes thirty
0: three days. Yeah. Track the data and analyze it. Yeah. So let's say that even the person isn't in a position to do it for thirty three days. Let's say they even do it over that over two to three months, right? Where they're, go ahead. It's 30 minutes a day, it's 30 minutes a day. You could so even save the tickers and do it on the weekend. That, that is a great piece of advice. So you could even save the tickers and do it on the Slop weekend. That. Yeah, absolutely so do it for that, hours. That's fantastic. Cause I, I do think that probably the majority of the people that watch us, they're probably not in position to trade full time. So they are gonna have to do this in the off hours. And I think that's a really powerful piece of advice. Yeah no but all I'm saying is all you have to do
1: is take a screenshot of what has happened at 9:20 get a friend to tell you get anyone that's to right. tell you That's right and then I, when you come home at night you just look back for 20 minutes you don't yep.
0: you don't have to even be there during the market that's beautiful beautiful advice i think that's very very helpful for people to hear and i'm glad to hear it too because it allows me the opportunity to just see it even if i can't do it, do it during the workday or the sleep day when you know i'm in the sleep at Three thirty in the morning, when yeah.
1: the market is opening Brilliant. in New York, I, I, I'm still doing it right now. Uh, I'm I'm wow. still I've restarted tracking data again right now, wow. just so that that edge
0: stays hot. Yeah, don't that's get sloppy. Fab- that's fabulous. All right, so that's one of the technical ways about building your edge. Let's just talk a little bit about the emotional side, psychological side. How do you perform best? And how did you perform best for yourself personally? And I know we talk about this a lot with your own journey. Uh, you've shared with me, you know, how you will do your fast. Uh, what are, what are other ways that have worked for you to just make sure you're taking care of yourself so that you can play at the top of your game? It's, it's,
1: it's tough. It's, um. I think you always work best in a, in a structured routine. So it's, it always involves exercise generally, if you can exercise every morning, that, that helps tremendously. Mm -hmm. And, and, and other than that, it's, it's very important to be in flow with the markets and being, Mm -hmm. and being engaged with the market. So
0: talk about um, that a little bit more, because I, I'm not sure everybody will understand what you mean when you say being in flow with the market. Tell us what that means for you.
1: I'm a a huge advocate of following, following the, the, the market's energy. Uh, is it busting with energy or is there a lack of energy? Is it, uh, which, which patterns have, which patterns are in play, which patterns are not in play. So, um, when I, when I talk about the flow of the market, it's, um, specifically looking at morning, looking at, looking at longs, are stocks frequently breaking out, are stocks frequently making new highs, uh, Are stocks surging at the open. Our stocks are stocks just bursting out the open uh, everyone's just desperate to buy the next one and no one's got time to wait um is the market very quiet and everything's just failing even stocks that have got good news are they just pushing the the push at 931 32 stock just drops that's what i mean by the flow and energy of the market because what is your specific setup doing so Maybe, maybe last month everything died out of the open and, and this month everything's pushing. You, you really need to be aware of the, the energy and flow of the market and know that I'm not going to short this until 935, 36, 38, 40. And this one's a bit strong. So I'm definitely not going to short it today because it's a hot market and it's going to run. Where, where last month I thought, you know what it is? Everything's dropping. This is strong, but everything's dropping. Might leave it a few minutes, but I will hit it.
0: Yeah.
1: Might hit it with less size, but I will hit it. Um, And the only way to gauge the ebb and flow and energies in the markets is to frequently daily look at what the setups did the previous day and the previous day and the previous day and and just track every single day. How was this setup performing? How was this setup performing? How is it performing in relation to last month? Um, What do I think will happen today?
0: Yeah. So for the people that, and how much time do you feel that that takes the tracking every day? 30 minutes 30, 30 minutes, minutes. so save, in total we're talking about an hour at least is needed for you to be able to start to develop that edge uh at least an hour at a minimum
1: yeah i mean i, I always believe in taking half an hour to track the data on your setup and mm-hmm. save the charts and half an hour to you've got a scanner just basically scan um, every single stock that traded more than 5 million volume that closed more than 10 percent up on the day Uh, go through every single stock there'll be about 30 35 40 but all you have to do is click through your watch list check every single daily and every single intraday and just look what pattern is this how is it performing i go through every single one is is it holding highs is it looking like it's a breakout for next leg up maybe maybe i'll just save that and see what that does yeah just be curious and eventually it'll be like that pattern keeps on happening (laughs) and then you think and, and that's me next button. That's what I yeah. want to start saving and start tracking. Where, when's the best entry? Maybe yes. you want to start tracking data on that. This yeah. is how it works.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. What, what would you say if we if we circle back though to the emotional side of how to really make sure that you're taking care of yourself in the midst of that uh, intense focus and concentration, how... how when do you think you realize that that sense of you taking good care of yourself physically, emotionally, uh, health-wise, when did you start to realize that that was probably going to be a requirement of you building your edge?
1: Uh, well, I mean, I think of, I think you should always feel good just for yourself, right? Mm. I think trading on not trading, you should always feel good for yourself. Um, why would you not want to? So yeah. sometimes it's all about doing the little efforts That's just to, to feel a bit better. But I mean, the only other thing I could say is that if I'm not feeling good, I won't do it. If I don't want to trade, I won't trade. If I if I don't want to trade, I'll trade 30 minutes and then I'll bail.
0: Yeah.
1: If I do wanna if I do want to trade, I'll sit for 10 hours. Yeah. It's yeah. just doing what your body and my brain is telling you what it wants
0: to do. Yeah. Do you do you what about the people that perhaps, you know, they're just physically exhausted from their other job or from their other responsibilities? Uh, but they really are wanting to give this uh, a serious shot. Do you feel there's a way they can, you know, take care of themselves and develop themselves? Do you think it's just a matter of giving themselves more time, not putting mm-hmm. themselves under the gun?
1: I always think you can do more than you think. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen people with kids where I've seen like Roland Wolf was a famous story. got like three kids, probably four now. And you would still get 15 hours of study and you just still get it done, even with three kids. So there's always ways to do more. Yeah. Even if it means studying for an hour, going for a run to wake yourself up, studying another hour. I mean, look, I, I, it's easy for me to say I don't have kids, but I remember, yeah. I remember when I was working in Dubai, I, I would do an hour in the morning, seven to eight. Then I'd go to work eight or six, eight or seven. Then I'd do two hours Eight till ten, nine till eleven. Get back up at six, and then I was really happy on the weekend that I had eight hours that I could just do the full eight. Yeah, um, you've just got to make time if it's what you love. It's yeah. what you love,
0: you've got to do it. Yeah, you'll want to do it. Yeah, I think you know the concept of building somebody's edge uh, takes time, and I and I'm of the opinion that yes, you you definitely need to build that edge, and you need to do it in a sustainable way. I want people to do it where, where they don't burn themselves out because there is a little bit of that, like, you know, the culture kind of advocates, you burn yourself out. I'm not a fan of that. I don't think it is really healthy and I, and I don't think it, it sets you up for that edge. I think it pushes you over the edge sometimes.
1: Yeah. I've, I've never, I've never struggled with that. And I think the reason why is because I've never, I don't think I've worked to that level. I don't yeah. think I've worked to that level where I would burn yeah. out. I think I'd yeah. probably be one of the first to burn out if I did. I think yeah. I'm, I'm susceptible to these problems, mental, yeah. these mental problems. Um, yeah. but like, I don't think two hours a day is burnout. I think, yeah. I, I don't think two hours in the evening of doing what you love is burnout. I really yeah. don't. And yeah. four hours on the weekend, that's not burnout to me. Yeah. If you, so if you don't sleep, or you yeah. sleep four hours, that's burnout. But
0: let's just talk about sleep. Let's talk a little bit about the self-care aspects. Do you, we, one of the things I was asking you about earlier was there a point where do you feel in the last couple of years, you've shifted around your self-care by way of your eating, by way of fasting, nourishment, sleep, just, just in general, your own self-care.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I'm a, I'm a strong, strong, I mean, I'm a pretty strong advocate of meditation. I'll try and do it every day. Um, 20 minutes, 25, 30 minutes. These days you'll be pushed to get an hour out of this. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll really do it. five out of seven days. I'll meditate about 30 minutes.
0: Yeah. What has meditation just, done for you by way of building your edge?
1: I do a lot of visualization in, in, within the meditations of, of where I want to be and by what date and time. Mm-hmm. Hoping that if, if I send that message to the universe and the universe thinks I deserve it, the world will serve it. Mm -hmm. I'm of that mind yeah um
0: what what do you see though in your literal trading shift since you've been doing the meditation regularly I
1: went from losing to winning um I was I was a losing trader and then I started meditating morning and evening and breathing exercises during the day and uh that that clarity uh broke broke a mental barrier I couldn't get past couldn't get past more than five thousand dollars in profits couldn't do it ever yeah couldn't get me yeah. trading account above five thousand every time i got to five i blew mm. somehow i overcame that that mental hurdle by elevating me conscious state um and and now it's just running it's now it's just staying very present i, I do a lot of things to stay present yeah. I, I i really believe that we should be as as close to the the animals that were once were in the wild as possible. We should have at least one reminder a day because yeah. the birds in the skies were once pterodactyls. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and we were once living amongst lions and yeah. I truly believe that we we bodies have not evolved as fast as we're head.
0: Yeah.
1: We're, we're way behind and to give your body that, to give your body and mind
0: that that's dopamine for me. Yes. I'm with you. That's, that's dopamine for me. It's, it's better than dopamine because dopamine is a quick hit and then it dissipates, but this is actually, this is not going to dissipate. This is going to be the long lasting kind of gas in your tank. Like, like, honestly,
1: like I'll never, I've told you this story before as well, but two day fast went on a run. I'm starving in nature, standing next to a horse. And I'm just like, I just like, it's like, I've been, I've been asking the meaning of life for five years being depressed that I don't know what, what's the meaning of life? Why am I here? I've been depressed for five years trying to figure out the answer. And then I finally clicked. It's not an answer that should be rationalized or articulated It's a feeling to the, the purpose of life is a feeling that should be felt inside. You should know inside, but it shouldn't be rationalized. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you agree. I but do. When that, when that clicked, I, I was just like, Oh, I'll figure that one out.
0: I do. It's a it's a sense I, for me. It's a, a sense. sense of oneness. Oh, sense. Yeah, it's a sense miss. of
1: being. Yeah, yeah. Being, and being, and yeah.
0: I think to newbies that could be you know a little confusing because on one hand we're talking about the the doing side of developing your edge, and yet. I think Steven and I both are advocates of the being side. And I believe that being side is if you practice being, if you know how to not just do, but how to be in stillness, whether that's through meditation, whether it's walking in nature, that I have seen for myself, every task or area I want to develop an edge in, it's undergirded by my ability to be. The being actually facilitates the doing. That's what I've seen for myself personally. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the the
1: the best way I can explain it is that when you're trading, you're trading a system. Yeah. You, you trade a system that has an edge. You and you need to you need to be flowing through that system or you need to be in flow with that system. Yes. And if there's any distractions that stop you from fully consciously flowing through that system, there's a problem. Because that system's not going to flow properly if there's distractions in it. Yeah,
0: for sure. For sure. And I think the distractions are part of life. Certainly the distractions are going to be part of the the market. And the question becomes, if you want to develop that edge, then how do you not get caught up in the distractions and thrown off? How do you know?
1: How do you know? And how do you know that you are caught up before it's too late? That's it. That's it. How do you know? It, are you asking me to to give you
0: my own spitball answer on that?
1: Uh, it's um, too too many people don't know. They find yeah. out too late.
0: Yeah, I, I, I feel like that is that disconnection from oneness. If you don't if you don't feel yourself in that place of flow with just you know a, a fantastic book by this guy Chik Semihai. He calls he calls the title of that book is called Flow. And he talks about how we can enter flow states through different techniques. And if we aren't in a flow state, how much more the work feels like an uphill climb?
1: Yeah, but it's just it's like you say, you can you can think you're in flow and you're not in flow. And then all yeah. of a sudden you're like
0: everything clicks. And you're like, yeah. I think yeah. I was doing it all wrong. Yeah. So it sounds to me like what we're saying to everybody if we move towards closing this session up, conversation up, it's, it's that there is, of course, especially at the beginning, the need to get your edge, to build your edge, to find that edge through dedication, through a certain amount of time, through a certain amount of technical prowess that you have to develop. And then I think we're both in agreement that there's an emotional edge as well, which is getting yourself as close to a flow state as possible, honoring yourself physically, honoring yourself emotionally, uh, honoring the fact that you you are the vehicle, like the, the instrument. And if your instrument isn't honed through nourishment, through sleep, through all the different practices of wellness, then your vehicle's going to potentially be compromised when you go into the most competitive game in the world. Um, but
1: And also the worst of them all, the ego. Uh, the ego can compromise you. I mean, you can be running so well, running so well in a system that's working so fine. Ego says, this is boring. It's boring. Why, why can't you do this? These are doing this. These yeah. are making this money doing this. You're just doing this but before you know it, your evil is done, you're more harm than good by throwing you off something that works.
0: Yeah, for sure. There's the, it's the, they call it the, 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 you know, dark wolf. There, there, there's two wolves, right? The, the, the wolf that says, feed me, feed me more, more, more. And then the wolf that's tells you stay where you are and, and not stay s- s- uh, still, but just not be letting the ego constantly be the one who's in charge but that takes i think a lot of discipline as well so you're you've yeah. got you've got a lot you're up against a lot people <laughs> prepare, <Yeah>. accordingly. <laughs> prepare that, accordingly
1: that's the ultimate thing when people say it's trading's you versus you it's um yeah yeah there's no point trying to compete against others if you if you can't master yourself
0: I'm with you. I love, I love that I'm metaphor. The, the best is it is you versus you. And that's also why I'm an advocate of becoming really self-aware because it helps you understand if you don't, if you don't understand how you tick and what motivates you and what those temptations are going to be before they show up. You're
1: and, and also in danger. when you, when you're talking about consciousness and very being very present with yourself, they say, keep your, keep your best friends close, but your enemies closer. And I'd say you and your ego are
0: all and everything. So absolutely. It's good. Keep them all right next to your side. That's right. And, and understand them and don't let them be able to drive your bus. You know, the key is not having them drive your bus. They're they're going, they're not going anywhere because you're human, but don't let them get get behind the wheel of the car.
1: But they don't even want to go anywhere yet. They're driving. They're in the driving seat. Yeah. They don't even want to go anywhere. Well, they well, do. They, they want to drive you straight off a cliff <laughs> that's the, what or they do. in a
0: circle, in a circle of the same yeah. repetition. That's what I've seen. People are just going in a circle, in a circle. And they're like, why? Well, it's because the gremlin or that inner saboteur or the ego is driving your bus.
1: And that, that's why, um, that's why anything that resets the brain and mind, whatever it is yeah. brilliant to reset the brain, it breaks those
0: circles. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, thank you for letting uh, letting me do this series. We've been too long since we did a series, Stephen, so I hope the listeners enjoyed it. Uh, this is a four-part series. If you're catching this one, this is the fourth of, of four different episodes Stephen and I just recorded. And this is all about uh, short bites around trading uh, intelligence. Anything else you want to add before we close up?
1: I think we've covered everything and um, there's no point in diluting the message. The message is there. Everything covered in this four part series. um, It's, it's incredibly true. And um, I just, I just, I just hope everyone listens and believes and trusts the advice and, and acts on it because when when you're new to trading, the first thing you can the ego can think is oh, I know better. Or yeah. why would I take advice from him? He's had those losses and he's made that money, but he's not as good as not as good as I can be better than him. Do you know? Oh, but do you know when you're in a you're in university and looking at the teacher, he's not a good teacher. I, I could do much better than him. It's 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 mm-hmm. about like I, it's walking in those that person's shoes is a lot harder than you can think sometimes. And I'm not saying that about me. I'm saying I'm just saying the advice is uh it's very true. And you can learn it by listening to us, or you can learn it the hard way through losses, but ultimately you will always come back to the advice. You well, you'll learn it. You're gonna learn it. You're, you're gonna learn it one way like, or early
0: or you're gonna learn it late. And our hope is that we can just help you alleviate some of that uh pain and learn it as soon as possible.
1: But if you don't learn it, it's okay. I mean, Tim Sykes has been telling me to cut losses quickly for five years and I still don't do it. So (laughs) it's, it's totally fine if you don't.
0: Well, we're not going to make anybody wrong. But if you don't want to be somebody who takes five years to learn, then it might be a good idea to consider some of what we've spoken about in this series and to learn from somebody who's already walked into the minefields. Stephen has walked into the minefields and all he's doing in this conversation, I experience you as somebody who's saying, hey, you know what? I noticed when I walked that way. I had a couple of minefields, maybe walk this way.
1: No, I, I totally agree. And look, and I'm not saying like meditate in the nature, starving next to a horse. Like I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm just saying, follow some of it. You don't have to be starving in nature and be like, when's, when's this thing going to be clicking, Steven? I'm starving. How much more hungry do I need to be? There's a horse I'm not talking to it. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, follow some of it.
0: Yeah. And, and to refine to tw- what is yours find your version of the connection to that horror story find your connection to stillness maybe it's meditation maybe it's hiking maybe it's you know swimming whatever like find what works for you that's what we're talking about we're talking about the concept of building your edge and that's going to be unique to you right Stephen has his you have to find yours uh I have to still find mine Uh, with the edge regarding trading, but just have patience with yourself uh, and start to realize that this is an internal game. It is you versus you. And the more clear you are on you and all that you're going to come, the good, bad, and the indifferent, potentially changes the adaptation time and the learning and the skill developing time. So thank you for watching us. We will see you next time on the Steady Trade Podcast. Aloha for now.